Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The clinic is open. Welcome, WIBA listeners in Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. This is the Retirement Clinic, hosted by the president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. He's Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Remember, great. Yourself? I'm really well. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you here in studio, live, ready to take calls. In between phone calls, a lot of neat stuff going on in the show. We have several features, like the sexy segment. Uh, the boss minute coming up with Aaron Kowal today. Uh, in between, we Both talk great segments today. <laughs> they always are, Joe. In between, and this is where you come into play, listeners. We want your questions, retirement questions. What's on your mind? Are you nearing retirement? Heck, you could be twenty-five years old, Jeff. And you can think about your retirement. In fact, you should be starting one. That's right. And this show is for that. This show is for everybody. Our practice itself is for those at $750,000 or more in retirement and assets are close to already in retirement. Serious about your retirement. Uh, that's the main focus of our practice on a day-to-day basis. We act as fiduciaries. Always put your interest first. Uh, but on, uh, at this show, if you have questions about your retirement, regardless of your age, regardless of your situation, we'd love to hear from you. Are you ready for calls? You bet. Let's give out numbers. That's the phone good, number. That's a good way. <laughs> that's a good way to start. The number is seven nine nine eleven thirty. You can use the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And yes, you can text us a question. I'll open that page up right now. But we would love to take your phone calls. That Acunet line is seven nine nine eleven thirty four one four seven nine nine eleven thirty. Here at News Talk 1130 WISN and, of course, WIBA Madison. We mentioned that, Jeff, because you're in Middleton. You are located in Waukesha, the world headquarters, as we talk about. Port Washington has an office up in Ozaukee County. Phoenix, Arizona, you have an office down in Phoenix. And, of course, your newest location, Jeff, is Racine. You also do the market updates on WISN, so our listeners hear you and your staff twice a day. During right. Mark Belling's show. Three o'clock. That's right. During Mark Belling's show and uh, Vicki McKenna's show. Mark Belling on WISM Milwaukee. Um, three, or five, or three or five, right after, right in the three o'clock news blocks, right around that time. And the five o'clock news block. And then uh, in Madison on WIBA, we're at a 4.55, just before the five o'clock break on Vicki McKenna's show. Monday through Friday, we try to give you a minute on what's going on in the market that day. What's driving? Is it uh, China trade deal? Is it uh, uh Employment report, what's driving the market? Impeachment. Impeachment, up or down that particular day. Most of it's been good lately, but Cannabis not, not stock. regarding impeachment. But yeah, we, we got, One of them included, uh, one of them, this, I think it was this last week, was talking about cannabis stock. and Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a big deal lately. I think Joe was talking about that. Yeah. Spitz may have been. And nonetheless, we um, we tried to give you an idea of what's going on in the market that particular day, give you some highlights on, the, on things that we feel are interesting and impact your retirement and investment accounts. Wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ every day, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISM Milwaukee and 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Yeah, and if you're confused as a WISM listener, because Vicki McKenna has a show on at 2 p.m. till 3, and then Belling goes from 3 to 6. Well, Vicky's also on in Madison on WIBA from 3 to 6. So different markets, but same person. So that there's your background. 
as far as this show, Jeff, we take any question. If it's regarding you and your retirement, your your plan, and it can be a 401k plan, taxes, social security, estate planning. We talk about the Roth, the life insurance, you name it. It has to do with your retirement, your nest egg. Give us a call. That's right. In a little bit, we're going to talk about lump sum distributions because GE is uh, uh, freezing their pension and getting some offers for lump sum distributions. So we have to talk about that a little bit today, too. Yes. So should we get started? Yeah, let's get started with phones. Sounds great. I know you've got a lot of stories as well. We always bring those to the table, some different topics that we sprinkle in on the Retirement Clinic. Your calls, of course, welcome right now on the Retirement Clinic. Let's get started in Fox Point. First up, Fran. Hi, Fran. How are you? Fran. Fran. Oh, Fran. I'm sorry, Fran. Thank you. And good morning. Good morning. What's up? I've got a question. Recently, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and he's retired on eight digits, lower eight digits. He's moved to a South American country, and he said as a result, he doesn't have to pay U.S. taxes. Can you keep your U.S. citizenship if you don't pay U.S. taxes? That's interesting. I have a friend of mine. That's that's really an interesting question. And for high net worth, no, he has a friend of mine. I'm 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 worth nothing. But no, no, no. But I have a friend of mine as well. I have friends too. Oh. <laughs> Jeff has friends. I, I do. Oh, it's a friend, of mine, a friend of mine. No, he even admits to being a friend of mine. So that's pretty rare too. Ah. No, nonetheless, Franz. Uh, uh, just like you, I have a friend that. Uh, uh, high net worth, and he was selling his practice, and he wanted to go. So he moved to Puerto Rico, and there are rules for that that you can have the gains tax free uh, if you have you have to have claim citizenship there. That's it for everybody. It's a pretty drastic move to do that. First of all, you have to want to be there. You have to know where you're going. There were, I remember when President Obama got in, there was talk about a lot of people moving to Peru or somewhere else. Uh, that they so you have to want to be there. Uh, is it a valid strategy? It can be. Again, it has to fit into your lifestyle. It has to be something that you are are interested in in doing. And you know, for a lot of our clients who have moved to Florida or overseas or somewhere, uh, they think that people are going to come and visit them, and a lot of times they don't. So if you if you think your kids and grandkids are going to come and visit you, if you go to Peru or Puerto Rico or wherever you're going to avoid the U.S. taxes. Um, there are lifestyle issues that you have to pay attention to as well. I think it's a it's a valid planning strategy, certainly in some cases for some people. Um, but again, you have to consider the lifestyle as well. Right, he's been there for about four or five years, and we talked about the taxes. And he said, "I ha- don't have to pay taxes as long as I stay there." I think he said eight months out of the year. Right. But I said, "Then then you get to continue with your U.S. citizenship." And he said, absolutely. Sure. They're, said, they're not going to take that away, but uh, it's for tax purposes. They're going to be, uh, you, you won't have to pay, but you do have to keep great records on it. You may have to pay some taxes for the time that you are in the U.S. So, you know it reminds me of, Jeff? It reminds me of the people that moved from New York to Florida, like Rush Limbaugh. Right. That's why he moved. Right. Taxes. They were killing him. In yeah, and I have something on that later on. That's in our sexy segment about the cap on state and local tax deductions. So that's it's interesting that you would mention that, Paul. But yeah. Yeah, I, people are trying to avoid taxes, but you also have to look out for lifestyle as well, your family, and you know, the most important things in life aren't things, and sometimes you have to have to suck it up and pay some taxes if you want to see your kids and grandkids. Tiger Woods, Florida too. That's why he said he maintains residence in Florida. Yeah. I don't know if I could live in Florida. A little too muggy for me, Jeff. A little too I like hot. that. See, the humidity never bothers me. If it's 95 degrees and humid here, I absolutely love it. Are you serious? It doesn't bother me at all. See, that's what kills me is the humidity. I like it dry oh, and hot. I, 
I love it. So would you take Florida over Phoenix? Well, I know Jane would. My wife would just because of the water. She'd like to be by the water. But yeah. we have a kid in Phoenix, so we love Phoenix. <laughs> well, you, you bring up a good point. Family you mentioned before. Yep. It's why pretty much, you know, Don and I yeah, talked about it. It'd be nice to live down south, but family and everything else. Yeah, what Franz mentioned is, a, is actually a valid strategy. Uh, and a lot of the ultra-wealthy will uh, use tactics like that, and that's fine. Uh, nothing wrong There's with that. There's nothing wrong. Nope, nope. With... and you can keep your U.S. citizenship as well. Yeah, nothing illegal with it. So thank you for the phone call. We will continue with your questions. But first, Jeff has his first story. This of the I day. thought was pretty interesting. And um, it's I don't think it's getting a lot of uh, uh, play, but it's happening faster than we can imagine. Uh, the Street had this uh, article, Financial Planners Are Retiring Faster Than They Can Be Replaced. Financial? Yes. Wow. Baby boomers who built uh, finan- successful financial practices are heading for retirement close to it, uh, and yet too often aging planners lack any concrete plans to turn over the reins to the next generation of leaders. It probably happens in a lot of fields. Uh, uh, doctors one, I'm hearing yes, about? Yep. And police officers. Yeah. So you'll see, and you'll see a gap that there may be some that are under 35 and some that are over 50, but there's... Uh, a, a gap in the next generation. Uh, and even the young uh, graduates coming out, a shortage of young college graduates enter, entering the field has exacerbated the issue with two financial advisors qualifying for Social Security benefits each year for every new planner entering the field. Uh, recent study. It's, it's interesting to see that uh, you look at our practice. Unfortunately, Aaron looked at this years ago. And we've, we've got Christine in, in Middleton and Madison, uh, Aaron, my son, Aaron Spitzner, Joe, uh, Paul, John White, Marie McFarland. And I don't want to say they're all millennials, but I think they are, right? They're Most. between 32 and 41. The next generation. Yeah. So they're just a great team of bright people who are a lot smarter at their ages than I certainly was <laughs> at that time. They've got a lot more confidence. Maybe it's because they're under our wing. But, you know, but the average financial advisor now is 50. And the number has risen steadily over the years. Advisors under 40 are a scarce commodity, according to accounting for only 22% of the field. Interesting. Yeah, only 40% of this is something that's scary. And uh, Raymond James has addressed this, and some other firms have addressed this. But only 40% of older financial advisors say they have a succession plan in place. And that you would think that they would at least, you know, if something happens to me. I want my clients to be taken care of. I love them. I care about them. So you have a plan. So you have a plan. Um, and we've got that, obviously. But 40, only 40% of other advisors have that. I thought that was kind of... In fact, Jeff, we've done entire shows, topics on succession planning yep. uh, in any business, regardless of it. Not just financial advisors, but got to have a plan. And Aaron's going to talk about that today in his uh, in his boss minute. Um but, it, you know, again, we are looking if if we can help firms with that, if there's only 40 percent in this area, if somebody is interested in looking to have a succession plan, perhaps looking to have us as their succession plan. It's not just the business interest a planner should be worried about, but the interest of the clients as well. And this, I think, is a key thing that um, what happens to your clients if you if they've stayed with you for a lifetime? How do you treat them? How do you find somebody who'll treat them as you would have treated them, love them as you would have loved them? Um, and, you know, with, uh, I'm not, I'm just saying that they, sh- that, that the planner should do something. If only 40% have done it. And if the client's got to understand, 
planners can't work their whole life. I mean, eventually. And I think clients are starting to understand. Yeah, they're going they to retire. Are. It's like your yes. doctor when your doctor retires. Yes. I that, had that not too long ago. That's painful, isn't it? It was. He was my doctor for 25, yep. no, more than that, almost 30 years. I just liked him. You know, we got along. Yep. <laughs> Spencer says my barber. <laughs> I guess it's anything. It could be yep. your dentist. That's right. Financial planner. When they're gone. My gosh, what a, I knew I knew that guy yeah. for thirty years. Yep. Now I'm getting a new guy. Not everybody's comfortable with that. So you're saying the onus falls on the advisor. Uh, you bet to have a plan. And, you know, a co-op investment group will always put our clients' interests first, and this is part of putting our clients' interests first is make sure we have something in place. The industry's current clients should have a support system in place if the advisor passes away unexpectedly or needs to retire. Um, I, I can just give you a specific info, instance of a couple of clients who came in over the last couple of weeks. One's been passed around to three different advisors um, since he moved here. So he moved here from a different city, wow. came over here, and he's been bounced around in the same firm that the, that the advisors leave, and he just gets dumped on somebody else. Another has been moved to two, two different advisors after her advisor retired. Uh, bottom line is that aging advisors uh, is indeed a problem. If you're experiencing that, we can help. We have a next generation in place uh, who share our firm's philosophy, the fiduciary rules. We always put our clients' interests first. You know, you mentioned Aaron's going to come back and talk a little bit about yep. that. Uh, it's called the Boss Minute Business Owners, Savings, and Security. And it's coming up next. We're going to be joined by Aaron Kowal. That's a brief segment. Then we're going to jump back to the phones and take any retirement-related question you have. Maybe it does involve your business and succession planning. Uh, we'll take those calls after the break. Annie got to see Hart last night. Hart Annie, was at Pfizer. my office, yeah. Did she like it? Did you talk to her I yet today? I didn't talk to her yet. but I didn't even read a review yet. They were at Fiserv last night, right? Yeah, that would be a pretty exciting show. I would think oh. that would be a great show. I know the, the Wilson sisters are aging, but they can rock. Yeah, you bet. And Anne's voice has been the best in rock and roll for, what, three decades now? And they were at the Fiserv. Awesome stuff. Um, hey, quick break. WISN, WIBA's Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. To give us a call right now, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. Let's enjoy some heart. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Defined benefit pension plans are a dinosaur of the retirement plan world. They were the go-to plan for employers for decades. That started changing in the 1980s when defined contribution plans like 401k plans started taking off. Defined benefit plans became far too complex and costly for employers to keep offering. Now an extremely low percentage of workers are covered by these plans that used to be the norm. Many think these plans are dead. However, they absolutely are not and could be a godsend in the right situation. There are similarities between the defined pension plan and the 401k plan. They can still be invested in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and other vehicles. In a 401k plan, the employer and employee determine how much they would like to contribute to the plan. In a defined benefit plan, a detailed analysis is done by an actuary and the contribution is made on your age, income, and other variables, and they're not limited to the same cap as 401k plans. They absolutely are not right in every situation. Big companies with lots of employees will struggle mightily with a defined benefit plan. 
A company that could benefit from a defined benefit plan could be a closely held small business owner with one or a small number of owners, owners that are typically typically at least 45 years old but can be great for younger ones as well, and relatively fewer and younger employees, uh, excess cash, and an owner who wants to make greater contributions. In an example of an employer who has a solo 401k, they can typically contribute about $50,000 to the 401k plan. However, someone who is nearly 45 may be able to contribute nearly $200,000, which could save nearly $100,000 in federal and state income tax. The contribution limits for these types of plans are huge. We've been implementing these types of plans with clients, and they absolutely work. And our clients have been thrilled to be able to save hundreds of thousands of dollars a year pre-tax. So the money will grow tax-deferred, and you'll get to save on taxes now and choose when and how much to draw from the account later on down the road in a potentially more tax-friendly environment. Give us a call now, and we'll do a free review of your company's retirement plan to determine if a defined benefit pension plan is right in your situation. Today's Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal, brought to you by the Kowal Investment Group. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. It's a weekly segment, Jeff, and you work with a lot of business owners and alluded to it before the break about having a proper plan in place. That's right. And what Aaron was talking about is corporate pension plans. And there just happens to be an article from USA Today um, last week that talked about corporate pensions plans may be a thing in the past. If you could do one, it's a great thing to do. Thoughtful thing. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of uh Money to do it, money to maintain it, but it's a great thing for the employees. But there's a. a Why did they? I mean, pensions years ago were all everybody had a pension plan. It seemed right. Like. Then they kind of went away, and the four hundred one k plan started. Now they're right. coming back. Why did they initially kind of fade away? Well, a couple of things. One is that they were expensive. Secondly, that the companies found a way to dump the responsibility of retirement planning onto the employees. So then it's not their responsibility anymore. So they get to save money on the pensions and say, we'll help you do it, but it's ultimately your responsibility to do it. So they can concentrate on sales and other things and not worry about the employees' retirement plans. Um, uh, state pensions, uh, government pensions are still around. Uh, uh, individual pensions are, are going away just as it is with GE. If you're a police officer... Uh, you get a pension right. plan. Um, what other occupations Government do we see? Government employees, state of Wisconsin, okay. teachers, things like yep. that still yep. have things like that. Still have pension plans. Um, if you are, if you have a pension plan, Jeff, that doesn't mean that you can't have another retirement plan. Absolutely not. You could still have another retirement plan. A lot of times, uh, as you mentioned, teachers, they'll have a pension plan plus a 403B plan, which is um, uh, a type of 401, like a 401k plan. I mean, it would put money in on an ongoing basis. Would you advise that? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a regular income coming in, take a piece of it and put it into the 401k. Even if you do have a pension, take responsibility for your retirement and you can enhance it. If you, if you already have the government pension or yep. the uh, teachers association pension, adding on a 403b plan, a 401k plan is excellent. Post office employees like that, I think they have one. They have too. a thrift plan. Yeah, oh, is that what it's called? Yes, but I mean, if you can, like you said, that'd be really smart to do. You retire, you're going to have two plans. Yeah, a lot of our clients do that. <laughs> well, they're getting advice That's from right. people that know what they're talking about. <laughs> Jeff Cole, Jeff Kowal is here on WISN and WIBA. Let's get to your next story, Jeff. And then, oh, I want to get the phone numbers out there too. Um, 
pretty much between now and the end of the hour, we've got the sexy segment. We devote a few minutes to wealth management and preservation. And the rest of the show is yours for your questions. Taking a few calls and we can go back to the phones. We've got lines open on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. So call the retirement clinic right now. Talk to Jeff Kowal. Get some advice about your retirement. Are you on the right path? 414-799-1130. And the other thing is that we talked about you know, advisors retiring and if that's you and your situation. Um, or if you uh, if you have uh, $750,000 or more and interested in talking about your retirement planning, go on the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, and you can click a button and get an appointment with us. So it would be a great way to start your retirement planning or get an enhancement of your retirement planning. Again, here's a USA Today article, and in line with what Aaron was talking about uh, in the boss segment, uh, corporate pensions may be a thing of the past. General Electric's move to significantly lower its pension liabilities is simply the latest in a sweeping corporate pivot away from guaranteed retirement benefits. Um, GE on Monday announced that they would give lump sum buyouts for about 100,000 former U.S. employees who have not yet begun receiving their pensions. So if that's you, we can help with that. The company, which has been facing pressure to bolster its finances, also announced plans to freeze the pension benefits for about 20,700 salaried pensioners at current levels. Taken together, the moves illustrate how corporate America has largely, largely ditched pensions which are swiftly becoming a thing of the past for active employees who don't work for the government. Again, the key, who don't work for the government. Right. It's, one, one analyst said it's really over for the private sector. Uh, question of just when does it, the last plan come down? Number of pensions offered, number of pension plans offering defined benefits, which means payouts are guaranteed, plummeted by 73% from 1986 to 2016. So over 30 years, that's according to the Department of Labor, they dropped 73%. Pensions are seen as expensive. You asked why. Pensions are seen as expensive and risky. Defined benefit pension plans are viewed as expensive and risky to maintain. Corporations are making promises to pay out benefits for decades, but not able to guarantee their own financial success for the same period of time. Well, we saw Milwaukee County get into trouble with pensions and what happened there. And Jeff, 401k plans are also costly to an employer that does a match as well, right? But obviously not as much as a pension. You have the immediate responsibility for it. So that is costly. We do a company match, and it is costly to make a company match, but that's a one-time thing right now. Uh, you have ongoing responsibilities to make sure that that pension is uh, uh, funded. And so you have to be within a certain range of funding for that. Otherwise, you have to pump in extra money. The 401k, if you can afford to do it, which is a great benefit, and it's nice that, uh, that we and others uh, do a company match. Um, but the pension plan was, uh, was an expensive one. And another reason that they say that the, uh, the article goes on to say, why pensions have diminished, and you'll, you'll relate to this, union power has diminished. As private sector unions have withered, so have private sector pensions. Unions have historically championed divine benefit pensions for their members. For example, the United Auto Workers Union is bargaining for improved pension benefits as we speak. Sure. Uh, but they have nowhere near the power they did in the seventies. No, no, but that that the strike is continuing, continuing, and that's one of the issues with General Motors. But the percentage of American private sector worker, workers in a union was only six point four percent in twenty eighteen, compared to thirty three point nine percent in the public sector. Ooh. 
So public sector unions are about 34% of the people are members there and only 6% in the private sector. Nation's overall unionized rate of 10.5%, which includes public workers, is down from its all-time high of 20% in 1983. So that's cut in half the number Boy, of union members. You're, you're so right about the union thing, though, Jeff. Even in radio, we used to have engineers that were part of a union. We don't anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about TV. We used to be in the Channel 12 they building. They still do. They still do. Yeah. TV. We do not. I'm not in a producer's union of any type, and I don't want to be in a producer's union of any type. Right. I don't want to pay dues. I don't know what they could do for me that I can't do for myself. Right. I'm an individual, and I have a contract yeah, with iHeartMedia. Yeah, they'll come in and negotiate your salary, right? And get less money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm making less than I was? Yeah. yeah. Count me in. Yeah. 401ks have been normalized, too. A series of tax law changes in recent decades has enabled the rise of defined contribution plans, defined benefit plan which is what the pensions are generally, are those that say we'll guarantee a benefit at the end. A defined contribution plan, which is the 401k, says you put money in and whatever you get out the end is what you get. So you, you control the amount that you put in, so you try to put more money in and take advantage of the company match, and then you hope that the amount at the end is high enough to, yeah. to pay out your benefits. And then finally, public companies are under pressure to reduce debt. As public companies face pressure to deliver positive quarterly earnings, they often seek to improve uh, their general liabilities, and that can involve slashing debt to get a better credit rating. Major ratings agencies often praise companies for reducing their pension liabilities. So corporations still owe a lot. The top 100 private plans alone owe their workers $1.66 trillion. Oh, gosh. Wow. According to actuarial You mean right now as of this yeah, day? Yeah, that's how much they that's owe. That's how much they owe. That's how much they owe. In other words, while most active employees won't be getting a pension, the legacy of America's pension system will live on for decades just because there's $1.66 trillion it's gotta, it's gotta that's got to be paid out to these employees. To people that are already collecting. Um, yeah, many of you may not remember the Milwaukee County. If you're new to the area, you don't even know the story, probably. Tom Amant, yeah. Tom Amant and the pension problems that were here. And another thing, Jeff, I know we got to sneak in a break, but another thing that people, I don't think, you take it for granted how much your employer, uh, your benefits that you get. Right. You are very expensive to that employer if yeah. you've got full health benefits. Yep. If you've got a matching 401k, I've got all of that here at WISN. That's a lot of money that that I cost my employer yeah, in yeah, addition to my salary. Well, that's a, that's the hidden cost of doing business. And yep. A lot of time, you're right. A lot of times the employees don't recognize that, don't appreciate it. You know, ours do, which is, which is nice. Um, but one of the things we, that they did to, to manipulate the pension numbers for city of Milwaukee and a lot of other places is that they would promote their friends or people get their job promotions and your pension was based on your last couple of years of working. So they put, and then you could, uh, defer all of your vacation time too for years. So then you pay that out in all the last couple of years. Oh, that's insane. Increases the, the, the number in which your pension would be based on. So a lot of these people were making more money, significantly more money in, in retirement, retirement yeah. in their pensions than they made while they were working. Remember the double dipping? They would retire, they then retire they would go there. back and become like a yep. part-time teacher. I'll, I'll teach gym class one day. Yep. And they yeah, would collect salary yep. and get that pension at the same and time. And that's okay. They're, 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 I mean, it's, that's what the rules were. Yeah, that's the rules. So I mean, those I, are the rules. I guess, so I, you know, if I was not? that person so. and somebody said, hey, you can do this, I, yep. maybe I would do it too. But yep. 
uh, that was all kind of changed, wasn't it? It has changed a lot now, and that's uh, I think it's probably some of the not necessarily the abuse of the pension system, but uh, you know just the, the high cost of the pension, making sure that it's fully funded, things like that. And you can go on to some sites, as an example, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. I think you can go on pbgc.gov yeah. and find out if your pension is fully funded or what level of funding they have. So there are different outlets yeah. that you can find out if you if you're in a pension plan if it's fully funded. And especially for people like at GE, you know, if you have to make a decision as to whether you want your lump sum or you're going to take it as income, they're offering a buyout now, so you're going to have to make a decision on that. Without getting all political and getting deep into the weeds, the Act 10 thing that Governor Walker went through and all the protests we went through uh, was because of the union losing yep. some of its power, Jeff, yep. and yep. ending up paying their health benefits that they weren't accustomed to paying. So I understand the anger and the frustration. But Yeah, and as it turns out, see how well the, the Wisconsin f- uh, plan is funded. It's, it's always up there as one of the top two or three for, for pensioners not having to worry about their pensions. And you look at Illinois and they're, how, how underfunded oh, they're, theirs are. They're, trouble. Yep, they are going to be in trouble. Somebody's going to have to bail them out because they can't they could, kick the can down the road so They continue so much. to promise high benefits and don't address it. Governor Walker addressed it. It was a difficult time then, but he, he did the right oh, thing. He and took now so it's much heat of, for yeah. that, Jeff, and it's difficult, but it, yep, it had to be done. Yep, and now it's one of the best funded plans in the country, which is great. Yeah. Kudos to him and to the Republican um, uh, majority that was in yeah. that helped him get that through. And now he's a talk show host on WISN as a fill-in. Oh, is that that's awesome, Governor Walker? He is interesting when he's on. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Scott Walker will be filling in for Mark Belling in the next couple of months, as he has been. So that's pretty cool stuff. Um, Jeff, should we take a break now? Let's do that. And we- then I think your sexy segment is coming up next. Let's plan on that. Sounds good. Any tease? Any kind of? Well, it's something I wanted to cover last week because President Trump is now talking. He's targeting Medicare for all in his reelection campaign, and you know he's. It's funny to listen to what he says about this stuff. So it's it's pretty interesting and pretty meaningful as well. There's some meat behind it when he talks about it. So Wait, who? Who's President Trump? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Bernie Sanders. No, no, President Trump. Bernie Sanders had that heart issue. Right. And then he got off he went off on that whole rant about um uh, Medicare for all. Uh, I thought that's where you're going with it. You're no, going no, no. to Trump. It, it, um, it'll end up being Medicare for none, but we'll talk about that. Okay, good. Well, that's next. So yeah. stay tuned. If you want to reach the Kowal Investment Group, real easy. The website, thekowalway.com. Log on or call them at 262-522-4040. On Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, we are featuring heart music. Any of you that were at the Fiserv last night? I hope I would assume it was a great concert. If you want to give us a little review, I would love to hear that. But uh, man, the five serves since it's been yes, up, but they got to be close to retirement, right? <laughs> they got to be. I think they are. We could, retirement. We could somebody calls about that. Then we work that as part of retirement clinic. There's some good concerts at five serve, and the you know, it's only been what for a little over a year. Yeah, one buck season. Man, good stuff going on. Uh, quick break. Hey, do you hear Giannis is going to be a dad? That news came no. out yesterday. No. Giannis, is, he's 24 years old. He's going to be a, a father. And his girlfriend on Instagram said, we are expecting a little freak baby. I love <laughs> I it. I thought that was funny. So congrats to Giannis and his girlfriend. A quick break. WISN, WIBA, the retirement clinic with Jeff Kowal. Back after this.
Okay, that music means sexy time. Sexy segment. And by way of background, Jeff Kowal and the Retirement Clinic will tell you what this is about, and then we're going to dive right in. This is a wealth management preservation segment. We've been doing this for 15 years. Um, this show is for everybody. This segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And you always uh, think about you know, when when you have a million dollars, the problems you're going to have, the situation, how happy it's going to be. And it should be. But there's what this is about, preserving it, growing it, taking income from it, and passing it on to your heirs. Um, and a lot of times people don't think that they have a million dollars, but if you have $500,000 in your 401k, you have a $500,000 home, you're at a million dollars. If you have a million dollars of life insurance, you're at $2 million. If you have other properties, um, you may be at $3 million, $4 million. If you get an inheritance, if you own a business, you may be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you, and they're coming after you. And needless to say, there's more millionaires today than ever before. Yes, there are, and uh, uh, more need for planning, too, because you want to preserve it. Once you've reached that goal, uh, how do you preserve it and grow it? This is interesting. This is a Wall Street Journal article, and I wanted to touch on it last week because it was a week ago when he was in Florida that he addressed that President Trump addressed this. And the Wall Street Journal article says, Trump targets Medicare for all in re-election campaign. As long as we're talking about Medicare, Mark Maynard is going to be with us next week to talk about Medicare. A uh, good guy knows his stuff regarding Medicare. This is the season, and you should at least know all of, all you can know about Medicare. That's next week. Um, but uh, Trump talks about Medicare for all in his reelection campaign will be Medicare for none. Um, uh, President Trump attacked Medicare for all last week while laying out his own vision for health care, part of an effort to challenge pre- Democratic presidential candidates proposing a federal system. He signed an executive order calling for initiatives to reduce Medicare fraud and bolster privatized Medicare plans. But his speech in Florida focused mainly on lambasting Medicare for All, a proposal to upend the current health care systems with federally run program as socialism. And, you know, he said, well, how does Medicare for All affect people with a million dollars or more. They're coming after you. If they want to do Medicare for all, they're going to have to fund it somehow. And and President Trump says Medicare is under threat like never before. Almost every major Democrat in Washington has backed a massive government health care takeover that would totally obliterate Medicare. That's why he says Medicare for none. Um, the, The White House schedule... Uh, called on Thursday event was an executive order protecting Medicare from socialist destruction. Uh, The attack on Medicare for all also targets seniors, a particularly important group in Florida where people older than 60 make up more than 20% of the state's population. He goes on to say Medicare for all has divided Democrats become a central campaign issue as uh, Senator Warren has been dogged by criticism that the version that she supports would raise taxes for the middle class. She won't admit that. Some Democrat challengers, such as former President Joe Biden, have stressed that such Medicare plans would end Medicare as it currently exists. So he's on board with that. And the president is establishing himself as a dependent. President Trump is positioning himself as a defender of Medicare, despite criticism of of the budget. Uh, his executive order on Medicare is also an effort to show he focused on the entire health care system rather than just the Affordable Care Act and coverage issues. Um, he ordered uh, the Thursday order directs federal health agencies to explore new payment ideas such as rebates for enrollees in Medicare Advantage. Agencies will take action to expand savings accounts where seniors make tax-free withdrawals to pay for care. 
also broadens the role of nurse practitioners and reviewing the enrollment process. So he's trying to upgrade Medicare, get some of the fraud out, and preserve it. He also hammered Medicare for all's potential impact on taxes. Uh, and he, it says adding the pressure to Senator Warren. Your taxes are going up at a level you've never seen before. He said Medicare for all would lead to rationing and lack of patient choice. And, you know, again, you in all the plans, you have to give up your current health care plan. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden says, no, 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 you can't. If you have your plan, you can keep your plan. That's not going to happen with that Medicare for all. Um, well, Sleepy Joe's and, got all kinds of issues. Well, and not only that, the Medicare for all, if you have, yeah, he's got lots of issues. Yeah, but now? If, you know, if, if there's no incentive for you know, who's going to go into that, into that business if if their income is going to be limited who's going to work on de- on research and development if there are going to be restrictions on it um so that's uh, that's a big part of it let me address one more issue here and before we go to the break in the sexy segment because this addresses this is part of the sexy segment too um uh, what medicare is not sexy no i mean it is it's and again how does it fit in with our wealth management and preservation you got to guard your wallet because they're coming after you if you've accumulated any wealth at all medicare for all is one of the ways they're going you know if they come up with if they need a couple trillion dollars a year to support medicare for all it's got to come from somewhere it's, well, it's going to come, come from, from us jeff from higher taxes from everybody anything uh, you know, the, some of the plans are calling for those with $35 million or more of assets. Well, no, it's going to keep going lower and lower and lower. Anyway, this is a New York Times article. It says tax laws cap on state and local deductions is upheld by the court. This was a big thing that you were talking about people moving, the rush moving from New York to Florida. Yeah. Congress didn't unconstitutionally penalize Democrat-leaning states when imposed a cap on federal deductions for state and local taxes, a federal judge ruled just this last Monday. A, the 2017 federal tax law, which President Trump signed after a party-line vote in Congress, limited to $10,000 the state and local tax payments that families can write off on their federal income taxes. It's uh, known as SALT. Um, uh, disproportionately affected residents of wealthy high-tax states where residents are more likely to have state tax bills that exceed the $10,000 limit. So four states, including New York, sued the federal government. The federal government said, no, that's okay. You can do that. <laughs> so what? Lower your taxes. The court recognized that the cap uh, in many ways is a novelty, but the states have failed to persuade the court that this novelty alone establishes that the SALT cap exceeds Congress's broad taxing power. Uh, and it just goes on to say that it's awkward for Democrats because, you know, they're exposed as being high tax states and people are living. So and they said, no, you can you can do that. Um, uh, you know, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo has described the law as an economic missile. He said that in, in a statement on Monday, Mr. Cuomo said New York would consider appealing the ruling. The bottom line is this policy is unprecedented, unlawful, punitive and politically motivated and must be stopped. But I guess a, a judge says, uh, no, no, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's not unprecedented. It's not unlawful. It's not punitive. It's not politically motivated. It's all good. Good stuff, Jeff, as always. Uh, in this segment, that is today's wealth management and preservation. We call it the sexy segment here on the Retirement Clinic. Heard in Madison on WIBA, every weekend in Milwaukee on WISN. How many years have we been doing this since 2001? Yeah, 18 years now. We just celebrated our 18th anniversary on September 7th, I think it was. 
Did I miss it? No, we were here. We react about a little bit. Yeah, I guess we did. You have so many shows going on, Paul. How you keep all these things organized (laughs) to me is amazing. I leave it up to guys like you. Well, happy anniversary, Jeff. Well, thanks. It's been a pleasure and not going anywhere. Just thought I'd bring that up. That's how long we've been doing this program. The Retirement Clinic. More information on Jeff's website. For the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists, it's thekowalway.com. Back on WISN and WA, the retirement clinic. Jeff Winding and WA? Down, WIBA. I'm talking okay. too fast because <laughs> it's the end of the show. Uh, so anyway, we are at the end of the show. Um, you've got one thing you wanted to sneak one in. One quick one, yeah. Again, a USA Today article. Uh, working past 70 can affect your Social Security. I do not plan to file for Social Security until age 70. This is Robert Powell, USA Today columnist. I like the stuff he does. I do not plan to file for Social Security until age 70. If I work past 70, even though my employer continues to deduct Social Security, will my earnings during the year 71 be used to calculate my benefit amount? Or is my benefit fixed at age 70? And there are more of us that are going to be working past age 70. Earnings at any age from year from the year a person turns 22 and onward are used in calculation of Social Security benefit. If you're still working while receiving your Social Security benefits, each year the earnings from the previous year are added to your record. If the earnings in that year are greater than one of the early ones, the old one will drop out, the earlier one will drop out, this one will be uh, included in. The benefit calculation looks at all those earnings over your lifetime and averages the top 35 years whenever they are earned. So if, you, if you're working past 70, uh, th- those good earnings will go towards um, uh, your Social Security and could potentially increase your Social Security benefit. Next week, Paul, we're going to have Mark Maynard on the show, a Medicare specialist, great guy, uh, knows his stuff regarding Medicare. So tune in next week at 10 a.m. And also during the week, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, close to a rating retirement we are fiduciaries. We put your interest first. Go on thekowalway.com. Schedule an appointment with us. Press the Get Started button and come on and work with us. Yeah, we talked a lot about Medicare today. Next week, Mark Maynard will talk about me- Medicare. Great show for your calls next week on the Retirement Clinic, thekowalway.com. Also, check them out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Jeff Kowal, President, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and give us a call, too, at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040.